The beauty of a passion is that you should be comfortable doing it for a long period of time without getting paid for it, right? We always use the examples of like athletes and entertainers, but that's why they end up getting so good at it. They just really enjoy playing basketball. Of course, the idea of making it to the NBA is in their mind, but think about that. You're a three-year-old, five-year-old kid. You see Michael Jordan on the screen, like, oh, I want to do that one day. At best, at best, right? If you're five years old, that's going to be 13 years before you even have the chance. That's assuming you go straight from high school, the chance to make it on that stage. How many of us are giving up after a few weeks or a few months or a couple of years, right? Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampong, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And what do you know? I'm here another week solo. I'm kind of enjoying these solo episodes. I'm definitely excited to bring some guests back on, but it's fun to really just have an opportunity to unpack these thoughts so I'm not always talking my wife's head off. And on today's podcast, I want to talk about what to do when your business has become your nine to five. And you're like, what? When your business becomes your nine to five, how does that happen? All right. So when most folks um, get started in entrepreneurship, it's a different journey for everybody. But for most people, what tends to happen is you're working a job and you have this itching, burning passion to do something more. Because in most cases, sometimes your job or you can't find a job that allows you to scratch that itch, right? So then what happens is maybe on the side, you start doing something as a hobby. Then you get a little bit of traction. Maybe you get somebody to pay you for it here and there. And at some point you're like, hey, I'm gonna try to do this thing full time, right? And you almost feel like your job is holding you back, so to speak, right? And so when you get to that point, for most people, the main goal is, hey, how can I just do enough of my passion or enough of this side hustle to get me to a point where I can make enough income to leave my job. And so, you know, you're really attached to the idea of working full time in your business. And so in that moment, the being able to do that seems like the best thing in the world, right? If I could just do this full time, if I could just make enough money to leave my job, that seems like the best thing since sliced bread, right? Then if you're lucky enough, or maybe you're forced into it because you got laid off or something like that. But if you're lucky enough, at some point you get your chance to do that thing that you said you wanted to do full time. But one of the biggest misconceptions about entrepreneurship is that people think you can just set your own schedule and, you know, you can do whatever you want and you work for yourself. You're the boss. All of those things are true or can be true in some sense, but it's not nearly as glamorized as people tend to make it right. Entrepreneurship is hard. Owning a business is hard. You know, and people oftentimes from the outside looking in forget that. And so, you know, you get to the place where you, again, finally are able to do your business full time. And the first thing you realize is that you're working more than you ever could have possibly imagined working at your job. Right. You're burning the candle at both ends because at your job, there was a sales department, a marketing department, 
somebody who's over operations, right? And at the end of the day, you just got to quote unquote clock out and leave work at work for the most part, right? You, you weren't responsible for every nuance and every moving part of the business. But when you jump out and do your own thing for the first time, there's a strong chance that you're doing a little bit of everything, right? So naturally you're going to be working more hours. And so you're burning the candle at both ends and believe it or not, a lot of the time you spent or that you spend isn't even doing the thing that you're really, really passionate about, or the thing that you thought you were passionate about. Right. And so all of these you know, feelings start to come to the surface of like, man, like, how did I get here? So I want to give you guys some very simple and practical tips on what you can do when your business has become your nine to five. And maybe we'll even get into how to prevent that from even happening in the first place. All right. So first thing you want to do is you want to build your business in a way that it can run without you, right? If everything is centered around you, then that means you're going to always be the person that is the bottleneck, right? And you're also going to be the person that always has to have your hand in everything, which means what? You're always going to have to spend a lot of time in your business. Two questions that I ask myself weekly, if not daily, is can this task be fully automated? Meaning, can it be done without interacting with a human being? If not, how can I make the task more efficient? Because those are the questions that you want to ask yourself when you feel like you are bogged down in doing everything or doing too much yourself, right? So build a business that can run without you. So really quickly, I want to explain to you guys a concept called the wealth triangle. The wealth triangle is the first phase of it is you making you money by developing a high income skill set. That is usually the the first way that people make money in entrepreneurship, right? Of course, you can make money, you know, through a technology platform or, or my right of other things. But for a lot of people, their first step into entrepreneurship is you have a skill that you personally get paid for. Simplest example of that is like, heck, a barber, right? So you have a skill of cutting hair. You got really, really good at it. And then maybe at some point you say, you know what? There's only so many hours of the day, only so many heads I can cut. So now I want to open up a barbershop, which is phase two of the wealth triangle where people or systems make you money. When people hear the word system, they automatically think of something fancy or they think technology. In my world, system is anything that simply increases the probability of your success, number one, and something that potentially can run independently of your human involvement, right? So let's take the barbershop example. If it's a system, right, people or systems making you money in the barbershop, you have, you know, seven chairs, right? Other than you, those chairs have to pay booth rent. So now whether you're cutting hair or not, you can make money. That's a system and people are making you money. Does that make sense? So your high income skill set, you make you money and then people or systems make you money, which is also known as a scalable business. Okay, that's phase two. And then phase three is the one that we're all attracted to. That is where your money makes you money by investing in high return assets, right? So that's the wealth triangle. So if you have a high income skill set, at some point, you're going to want to think about, okay, well, if I'm a coach or a consultant, there's only so many hours in the day, right? So how can I create a scalable business where people or systems are making me money? And it's not, it doesn't always have to be people. It could be legitimately that maybe you're still doing you know, a decent amount of the work, or here's a great example, right? Maybe you have a one-on-one service. And then at one point you transition to like a coaching model where it's a group, right? Group coaching or accelerator. That's a system, right? Because if you can only work with one person in an hour, 
right? Doing it your existing way. If you create a system of dealing with people in a accelerator format or group coaching format, that means you can spend that same hour and serve 10 to 20 people instead of one. So again, don't think so complex about the concept of a system or a scalable business, right? Just think about how can I take what I'm doing today and how can I do that more efficiently through the use of systems, which often case technology or people, right? And that is how you can kind of get some of that burden off your back by thinking about creating a scalable business, right? And that doesn't work for everybody's business model, but I certainly know that that is a pathway to more time freedom if you set it up the right way. The other thing that tends to happen is when you start a business, right? It's almost kind of like when you're in school and they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, how the heck am I supposed to know? Right. Or you throw out this idea of of what it is you think you want to do, but that can evolve over time. Right. You might have only had a limited amount of context. And then once you got immersed in something, you see that there's other ways and different ways you might want to do something or different things that you might want to do entirely. And so, you know, oftentimes when you are running a business, you know, the thing that you know started out as what you believe to be your passion now is more so becoming like just your bread and butter. Right. This is just how you make money. And if that's the case, you, you might have a new revelation or something that makes you passionate about. But because now you have this thing that's your bread and butter, you're like, well, I can't walk away from this because this is my bread and butter. But now I have this new thing, this new burning desire in my heart. How do I speak to that? And so the key is not thinking that you can't do both. Like the same way when you had your job and you you know had this side hustle, this passion on the side, make time. For this new burning desire that you have, right? Go ahead and test the waters the same way you might have not been making money in the beginning, right? With the side hustle or you're making a limited amount of money. This is the same way you can go ahead and start and reignite that new passion, right? To just get your feet wet, to give you an opportunity to, you know, start the process of doing this new thing that makes your heart sing. A lot of times we think that, oh, well, because I have a business, like I don't have time for anything else. I don't have time to start any new projects or start a passion project. But the reality is when the facts change, which I talked about on a previous episode, when the facts change, so do I. What do you do? Right. If the facts have changed, if you no longer like doing business the way you're doing it or you want to do something in addition to that, then you need to honor that because what will happen is you'll be secretly resenting your own business. And mind you, it's your business. There should be no reason that you're the, an entrepreneur, the owner of your own shop, owner of your own fate, and you step into work every day and you're not happy. It's your business. But you'd be surprised how many entrepreneurs have allowed themselves to get to a place uh, just like folks who work a nine to five. But it's even worse because since it's your business, right, you have way more responsibility than you do at your job, right? So you have to honor that feeling if something has changed with how are you receiving or even enjoying the thing that you, you know, once were really passionate about. And it's okay. Give yourself the grace to know it's okay that things can change. I think sometimes we are stubborn to a fault. It's like, oh, well, this is my business. This is what I, you know, said I loved or what I set out to do. Or maybe our identity is attached to it. And as a result of that, you know, you have a hard time letting go or pivoting. Or maybe, and I also talked about this on another podcast, Maybe you're afraid that if you pivot, even though you know you're pivoting because you want to do something different, that it's going to look like failure. You're going to wonder like, oh, man, I thought that was successful. Why did so-and-so just shut that down? Or why do they move in a different direction? Right. So maybe there's this intrinsic or internal fear 
of what other people are going to think about the fact that you want to do something different, right? But the more of the story is, before you have to worry about any of that, start now, right? The beauty of a passion is that you should be comfortable doing it for a long period of time without getting paid for it, right? We always use the examples of like athletes and entertainers, but that's why they end up getting so good at it, right? They just really enjoy playing basketball. Of course, the idea of making it to the NBA is in their mind, but think about that. You're a three-year-old, five-year-old kid. You see Michael Jordan on the screen, you're like, oh, I want to do that one day. At best, at best, right? If you're five years old, that's going to be 13 years before you even have the chance, right? And that's assuming you go straight from high school, the chance to make it on that stage, right? How many of us are giving up after a few weeks or a few months or a couple of years, right? And so if it's a passion of yours, you should have no problem saying, you know what? I don't care if I get but this podcast, great example. I've gotten offers for sponsorship. I've gotten some paid sponsorship. But by and large, when you listen, listen to these episodes, you don't hear many, if any, sponsors outside of the stuff that I do, right? And promote my own stuff on my show. And I'm okay with that because this is a passion project for me. This is aside from my bread and butter. This podcast doesn't really make, I don't have any problem saying this, doesn't really make me any money. And it's not that it couldn't. I could, you know, very well go have gotten offers. I'm a Forbes ranks podcast, all that kind of stuff. But to my own detriment, I just really enjoy providing this content that I haven't even dug into. Okay, well, how can I make this money in a real meaningful way? Because there's people who podcast professionally and that's all they do. Right. So right now I'm just focused on consistency. You know, before September of last year, I wasn't releasing episodes weekly. I was releasing episodes one to two times a month. And so for me, it was like, I don't even want to worry about sponsorship until I can get to a place where this passion project evolves into something that I can commit to more consistently. And this has been since 2017. How many of you are willing to do something for three years and not be worried about a paycheck? Not to say that you can't get paid or you won't get paid, but you have to be committed to something before you're worried about the money. And so if you find yourself with your business and it's like, hey, I got this bread and butter, you know, I'm serving clients, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but there's this other thing I want to do, just start. Start on the side. Don't worry about replacing your income yet, right? Just worry about starting it, doing it, getting good at it, because all of that is going to lead to you getting paid, right? So start your passion now. Don't wait. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another segment of Fix Your Finances Friday, where each and every Friday we help you address at least one thing that you need to do to fix your finances. So one thing that I think is very important to address right now is life insurance. People have passed away unexpectedly. And whether that happens to someone that you care about or not, I think it's a great time to reevaluate to make sure that number one, you have the right amount of life insurance in place. Number two, Uh, that you have the right updated beneficiary designation so that if something does happen, you actually can make sure that the life insurance goes to who it needs to go to. So now is a great time to reevaluate your life insurance. I mean, guys, you can get life insurance for pennies on the dollar. Like if you don't buy permanent or whole life insurance, that's okay. You know, just make sure that your family is covered because the last thing you will want is for them to have to grieve your loss and on top of that, have to figure out how they're going to cover things financially, right? So review your life insurance. If you don't have it, get it ASAP so that your family is not left out in the cold if something were to happen to you prematurely. So on this segment of Fix Your Finances Friday, make sure that by next week, this time next week, that you addressed 
your life insurance. Make sure that it's good if you already have it. If you don't have any, you need to initiate the process to apply. One other little cool little trick you can do, um, and actually it might actually make you get more clients. It's kind of weird how people work, Um, but you can turn off availability, right? So it will work whether you have a product or a service-based business. Let's say you're really at a crossroads and because you're at a crossroads, you're like, well, I don't want to keep doing more business because then I'm going to be so bogged down and I'm going to have this momentum that I can't stop, right? So I'm at a crossroads where I think I want to do something different or in addition to what I'm doing now, but my business is up and running. Like, so what do I do? So it's a cool little trick, right? And if you have a product-based business, it's super easy, right? Just mark everything is sold out. Doesn't matter if you have actual inventory, mark everything is sold out. If you're really serious and you're like, you know what? I think I'm in a place where I want to lean into this other thing. And maybe your current business is going so well that you don't have the capacity to entertain doing something else because of all the time you're spending doing the other thing. Now, obviously this requires a level of financial independence to be able to say, I'm going to turn off this income stream. Oftentimes people can't say no is because they need the money, right? So if you need the money, then that's a different ball game. But if you're at a place where it's like, Hey, look, I can shut this off at least maybe for a period of time, right? To give myself a little bit of runway to start this thing or get focused on this other thing or give this thing some time. You don't have to tell the whole world that you're shutting your business down. You can just say you're sold out. Now, again, the kicker is that's probably going to make people more interested in your business, right? FOMO. Oh my gosh, it's sold out. Everybody's buying this. Everybody must have it. I got to get my hands on it. Now with the product-based business, it's, you know, it is what it is because if it's sold out, they can't get their hands on it. But with a service-based business, right? What could end up happening is now you build up this wait list, right? Or you say, I'm currently not accepting clients. So then people are getting antsy. They can't wait. They're like on your calendar. They're ready for when you open the doors again. And it might even be more activity than when you, you know, actually were trying to do the work. So you also got to be mindful because some people kind of use that as a marketing strategy, right? Join the wait list. In your case, the wait list or, you know, not accepting clients will be true because you are trying to give yourself this grace period to try out this new thing. Again, whether it's a product-based business or service-based business is going to require a certain level of, you know, financial independence to be able to do this, which is why managing your money the right way is so important. You know, I have multiple revenue streams and if I need to shut off one to focus on something else, I'll do that. Or, you know, unless you have a team in place that can facilitate it. But that's another bullet point that I didn't even want to talk or didn't have planned to talk about was outsourcing, delegating, right? If you want to have more time to focus on your passion or focus on your new interest, maybe you own your business and not run it, right? What do I mean by that? Own your business and not run it. If you walk into Charles Schwab today, this analogy I always use because I'm in the investment advisory space. If you were to walk into Charles Schwab today, right? Do you think you'd be talking to Charles? No. If you were to walk into Wells Fargo, do you think you'd be talking to the CEO of Wells Fargo? No. When you're on Instagram and you have a glitch and you email support, is that email going to the CEO of Instagram? No. And obviously we talked about why that might be different in your business because you're a small business and you're trying to grow and you're everything to everybody. But again, if you're serious about leaning into a different direction, you also have to take ownership and responsibility as a business owner to say, hey, look, at the end of the day, I do have a choice. I'm not as powerless in this situation as I would lead other people to believe. Right. If I have the self-awareness to say, you know what, I don't hate the business. Maybe you do. I don't hate the business. I just want to do something different. Then you have the responsibility to do what it takes to create the infrastructure to where you can either outsource, delegate, hire somebody to replace you. Right? We see it all the time. Right. But we see it on a bigger stage. And so we don't think it applies to us. 
How many times have you seen the founder of the company uh, be replaced as CEO? He still has equity. He still owns the company. He or she still owns the company, but they are no longer running it. Right. And you have to get your mindset to a place where that could be a strong possibility for your company. It's like, hey, can I get to a place where I own it and don't run it? That way I can do what I want to do. And that is how you can probably get yourself out of, you know, having to completely shut your business down for this other thing that you want to do. If you were to ask your friends, what are their top two goals? I can almost guarantee that for the vast majority of them, getting their body right and getting their money right would be in the top two. And that's exactly why my co-founder and I created the Slim Waist Fat Wallet Challenge to help you transform your body in just 35 days. During this challenge, we're going to give you all of the financial tips and all of the fitness tips you need to have a completely different body and bank account at the end of the challenge. If you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you on the inside of the program. Now, the last one is the one that probably people think they have to do, right? Before they just heard me break down the other choices and options that you have. And the last one is if you really know that this is something that you want to do, this passion of yours, like, you know, this wasn't on your radar before, but now it's like, this is what I want to do. I no longer care for this other aspect of my business anymore. Then what you can do is you can burn the bridge and go all in. You can burn the bridge and go all in, right? What do I mean by that? What I mean is if you know, you know, why don't you honor it? If you have, if you are convicted that this new path forward is what you want to do, don't teeter, right? Make the hard decision to say, you know what? I'm moving on. I'm shutting the business down or depending upon the size and scope of your business, I'm selling the business, right? But it's okay. People do it every day. Oftentimes people use the analogy of, you know, your business being like your baby. And so people have a hard time, a very hard time with the idea of walking away or letting somebody else run it, right? But if your business is running you, running you ragged to be specific, then maybe it's time to revisit things, right? Maybe it's time to say, you know what? Life is short and I don't care what other people think. I don't care that, you know, I've been doing this for the past five, six, seven, 10, 15 years. Something has changed and I want to lean into that, right? Don't tie your identity to what you've built. I think that's what a lot of people do. It's like, well, I've only been known for this. I can't just hop out and do this other thing because nobody knows me for that. Nobody knew you for your other business when you first started until they did, right? And I've used this analogy before, but it's kind of like when you go to Vegas, don't feel like you have to recoup your losses, so to speak, the same way you incurred them. And, that, and I think part of the problem is thinking that moving on from something is a loss. No, you, you obtained a lot of valuable information, a lot of valuable insights, a lot of valuable lessons. And just because you're deciding to move on doesn't mean you've lost anything. Right. It means that you now can take that experience and use that as kind of the the next stepping stool for your next opportunity. Right. So oftentimes we hold on to something for so long because like, man, well, if I just walk away, it's like I'm losing all of that hard earned effort over the past several years. You don't lose experience. Right. You don't lose memories. You don't lose the lessons that you were taught, the skill sets that you acquired. Right now, they're, they're just pivoting to something else. So if you really are certain about that new direction, my thought would be just to pivot all together and, you know, shut the business down. 
Now for me, I'm an I'm a serial entrepreneur. So for me, I'm going to think, how can I, you know, still have equity in this and have other people run the day to day, right? That's my thought process. That's my default. But for you, it might be that if I do that, I'm always going to be teetering and I'm never going to really go all in and take this other thing to the next level. So to prevent that altogether, I'm just going to walk away, right? So let's just recap. If you're in a space where your business has become your nine to five, meaning that it no longer gives you that same burning desire and passion that it once had. What do you do? You can build your business that can run without you, which we talked about, right? Creating systems, creating processes, hiring, all that good stuff. Start your passion now. Don't wait, right? Don't feel like you can't get the ball rolling on that thing that does make your heart sing today. Turn off your availability, right? Or, you know, mark all your products as sold out so that you're not having to accept new customers and it gives you time to focus on the new thing without telling the world that your other businesses shut down, right? And then burn the bridge if you have to, right? If one of those first few options don't work for you, then just burn the bridge. Burn the bridge because that's going to force you to swim. That's going to force you to make it to the next thing that you're trying to accomplish. And so in some cases, that might be what you have to do. So I hope this was helpful because I know, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, you get started out and it's just like you're everything to everybody and you're excited. And, you know, maybe you even build a really, really successful thing. Right. But it's just like you get to a point and it's like this ain't it. This is not it. I feel like I know what it is. But how do I walk away from this money machine to pursue this other thing? The same way you walked away from your five or six figure salary to do your business. Right. No different. There is, you know, a way to do it strategically as we you know, outlined on the podcast today. But if none of those ways work for you, burn the bridge. Give yourself the grace and confidence to know that if you did it once, you can do it again. All right, guys, I hope this episode was helpful. Please share it with at least one person. If you haven't given us a review um, or rating on iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. You know, again, you don't buy many things from food to clothes to whatever without reading reviews. Two minutes, leave a quick review. It will be greatly appreciated. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and read one of our recent reviews. All right, so we have a review from Rachel T. Just listened to an episode for the first time and the content is excellent. I look forward to gaining more knowledge and inspiration from this podcast. Thanks, George. Thank you, Rachel, for listening and leaving a review. All right, guys. Well, thank you again for tuning in. Until next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?